What were three plays that could have changed the outcome of the 2021 season? What should be Boston College basketball shopping list? And we'll get into everything else in the news on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone. Hope you're enjoying uh, the day. And on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to dive into basketball, dive into football, get into everything in between. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered you got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, so let's kick this episode off with our discussion about uh, last year. I, I was just thinking, you know, I hate looking back because it's spring football. You want to move ahead. But I, I was just thinking about the 2021 season and, and kind of thinking about what could have changed the outcome of a six and six year. What were some of the things that happened? And uh, so my, I thought of three specific plays that really kind of changed everything for this season. And, and I'm talking plays that negatively impacted them. So for today, I'm going to kick off by talking about three specific plays that were game-changing and kind of turned BC from a 9-3 and three team to a 6-6 six and six team. So let's kick it off. So the first play that jumped into my mind was against NC State. And this was the second half, and it was a punt from Grant Carlson. And this was a punt, and it was not it ended up not being a punt because Grant Carlson fumbled the ball, NC State took it in and and basically ended the game there. Now, why was this play so critical to the loss of this game? Well, Carlson up to this point was the darling of special teams for Boston College. If you go back and listen to the first couple of games, even the even the Clemson, especially the Clemson game when he was flipping the field over and over again, punter Grant Carlson was a big time asset, and Jeff Halfley was loving to talk loved to talk about what he was doing for this team. So he had been the model of consistency, and so BC and North, North uh, NC State. Uh, you know, they're battling back and forth. It's it's a low-scoring affair. BC's defense is keeping them in this game. And they go to halftime just down by a score. And then this play happens. And it was the play that really pretty much took the wheels off on a game that BC, you know, for a whole half was really into. So, I, you know, I think this play... I, I, I think something else probably would have happened just because NC State was too talented and Dennis Grossell couldn't move the ball. But... I think this play really was the the like catalyst for a big time loss here. And I also kind of make this play, it kind of steam it wasn't just this play, but it was also the first half that kind of catapulted Dennis Grossell's real struggles. Because up to this point, remember Grossell against Missouri was fine, against uh, Temple was fine, you know, against UMass he was okay. Clemson he was okay. This was the game where it kind of just went off a cliff. So I'm going to go with the punt, but it really kind of catapulted where BC really started to struggle for a while here. So that was my third big play of the season. My second one, we were just talking about Dennis Grossell. I'm going to talk about him and Alec Lindstrom here because the botched fumble at the end of the Clemson game was mimeth. 
in terms of how the season kind of progressed. Now, BC at this point was 4-0. They were battling against Clemson, who Clemson looked very beatable. And Boston College hasn't won in Death Valley since Matt Ryan was there. And that, you know, 2006, 2007, it's been a while. And, you know, Dennis Grossell is looking great. He's uh, in that last drive. He's moving the ball effectively down the field. He's throwing it, you know, he's making his hits. He gets them down to about the 10-yard line. And then disaster strikes. Just like that botched fumble, this play also kind of derailed a lot of the momentum for the season, right? Because BC looked like they were going to march in and score again and take that lead and probably win that game. And he, you know, you hear different, it's hard to gauge what exactly happened because both got, you know, he and Alec Lindstrom kind of said different things. It sounds like Dennis Grossell pulled his head up too quick and didn't see the, 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 the snap come. Whatever the, whatever the reason was, he dropped the ball, they lose. And then all of a sudden the sheen of the season really starts to come off. And the sheen around Dennis Grossell starts to dissolve a little too, right? Because, I admit it, and you guys have ripped on me for it, and I deserve it. But Grossell, up to this point, I had said was a serviceable backup. And, you know, as the season goes along, I was wrong. But, I, you know, this was the first, like, real, like, ooh, that was a major, major issue. And, a bit, and, and something you could pin on him for the reason the Eagles lost that game. So that was another big one because it, it, it really – changed how your outlook of that quarterback position went. And it, and as I said, we go to the NC State game after that, and it really falls off. And the biggest player of the, of the season that really changed the outlook of the season is not anything anyone's going to be surprised with. It's going to be Phil Dracovic's injury against UMass. It was a stupid play. Not even a stupid play. It was just a stupid injury. He was doing what he's done hundreds of times before, which is just run through a pile. I mean, how many times has Dracovic pushed a pile or Dracovic, you know, shoved like three to four to defenders and nothing's happened? Well, this time he breaks his hand. And at the time it felt big. But when you saw what happened later, you don't get to see. Like now we're looking in hindsight. You could see more so that that play really changed the outcome of everything. Because if Djokovic stays healthy, if Djokovic does not get hurt, how many games on that schedule could BC have won? They would have beat Clemson. Absolutely would have beat Clemson. I argue they could have beat NC State. That would have started them off at 7-0. Now, they probably would have had a stupid loss in there, but they could have been a 9-10 or 10 win team. Easily, if he stayed healthy. There were so many games. The Florida State game, he played in, but he was hurt. They would have got trucked by Wake Forest, no matter how healthy he was. Um, And Louisville or Syracuse, I think they could have won one or both of those. So... You know that injury as, and I'm I'm speaking to the choir here, but in terms of of season changing, is one of the biggest season changing plays in a while. I you have to pretty much look back to one of the Anthony Brown injuries from a couple of years ago. I mean he's been hurt twice, but one of those probably would be up there. But they're not even as big as this because we saw against Colgate what Dracovic could do, what when he's healthy, how dynamic that offense could be. And then to have it all taken away, and then everything else changes after that. So those were my three big plays that changed the outcome of the 2021 season. You know, there's not a lot of sports going on. I wanted to, I was thinking, 
what would be something fun to talk about? And I found the most depressing topic to bring up. I hope, I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. Do you disagree? Was there another play that I, you saw? Maybe something on defense that I'm missing? But those were my thoughts uh, heading into uh, the 2022 season. Now, in a moment, we're going to discuss a little bit about basketball. And I want to look at what their, um, their shopping list should be as they head into the transfer portal. So, your bracket's busted, you and everyone else. Don't worry, we believe in second chances, and so do our friends at Run Your Pool. Round up your friends who picked Baylor, Kentucky, or any other high seat to win it all and start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers square pools, yes, like the Super Bowl, to keep things interesting every week of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun doesn't have to stop. They have the options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at the big media bracket sites. And if you're looking to expand your horizons, Run Your Pool has games for just about every sport, including the NBA, PGA, MLB, and even the Oscars. Once the madness ends, try something new. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because we run Survivor and Bracket contests there this year ourselves. So start your second chance Sweet 16 pool and more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool slash locked on. Now, anyone else take Baylor or Tennessee and now your bracket's busted? Yeah, mine's not looking too good either. I am in the bottom of a lot of different brackets, but I still got some cash from my Stat Hero Pick'em. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really missing out. Stat Hero's NCAA game Pick'ems pick pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage and start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head, and they simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you can choose. Stat Hero is easy and fast, and it gives you your sports action fix. So head on over to stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Um, and if you have not done so already, head over to Maroon and Gold Forums. It's our, it's our forum that we've ha- created about a about six months ago that I put together um, so that fans of Boston College can come and speak and uh, get your thoughts out there. It's a great way to meet other BC fans and discuss all the big topics. Uh, We've got some really active users. And if you're listening to this, I'd love you to be an active user. It is absolutely free. There's a premium board for my premium members, but the active board of free users is huge too. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I hate Twitter, and I know a lot of you guys do, Go to the message board. It's a nice way to kind of go in, go out, make your thoughts known, get some news, uh, connect with other BC fans, talk whatever you want. Um, And I'm not a big into moderating a lot. So if you guys have thoughts that, you know, I don't agree with, as long as you're being cool about it, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't usually, I usually pop in, say a few things and leave, but I hope you join it. It's maroonandgoldforums.com. Make sure to check it out. Let's uh, get into basketball. Uh, you know, I know the the talk about basketball and the discussions 
now that the season over start, should kind of mellow out a little bit, but I think it's still something worth discussing. So men's basketball, you know, the transfer portal is hitting hard. There's about 580 players. I believe I heard last that have already entered the transfer portal. Boston college has only got one right now. It's Kanye Jones. And so heading into next season, the big question is what will be BC's, um, direction in that in the transfer portal who are they going to go after what position are they going to hit up and before we get into what their shopping list should be i think it's fair it's more important to look at what kind of scholarship flexibility they're going to have now right now they have 11 scholarship players on their roster they had 12 to start the season but fred scott left so you want to look at what they're losing, first of all. So they lose two guys. They lose uh, Brevin Galloway and James Carnick. They're both definitely out of eligibility. They're both going to graduate. They're both going to head out. That's two. Then you're going to lose Makai Ashton Langford, probably. And that's the big one, right? He technically still has another year of eligibility left. And he could come back. I know his dad was on Twitter kind of being coy about it. And I've heard buzz that he does want to come back. And I heard BC wants him back. So that would mean that he wouldn't be gone. So you'd have three guys going. And so you have uh, Karnick, Galloway, Fred Scott. You also have Kanye Jones, four. Now that is all kind of washed out by the freshmen coming in. Because you have... Prince of Ligby, Armani Mighty, Chaz Kelly, and uh, Donald Hand, or DJ Hand, he goes by. That's all four. So you basically don't have any other uh, transfer portal spots if nothing changes. And as I've said on this podcast, I don't expect um, them to to not lose another guy. I think there's other guys coming, and I've mentioned a few. Uh, There's a few guys that, you know, could be surprises too. So Let's say that BC loses two more players and they're more of bench benchy players. And what what would be some of the, the needs of this team going into next year? Now, BC desperately needs some some shooters. That's the first thing I think of, right? You have Jaden Zachary, who really kind of came on near the end to really become your go-to spot shooter, a guy that could shoot from deep out. But I think every team always benefits from a guy that can come off your bench and shoot. And BC didn't have that last year. You know, you brought in Brevin Galloway. He he was supposed to be that guy, but credit to Brevin. He played with a, like a leg and a half. It, obviously, when you're a shooter, having your legs underneath you is a big thing. And he, was, he didn't have that. And it's not his fault. He was hurt. Um, so you want to see them kind of go out and try to address that, find a guy that can do that. Uh, that would be one big thing. I also think another wing would be important. If they have two spots, I would I'd like to see a a, a guard that can shoot in a wing, um, a wing that could back up, um, more of an, like an athletic an athletic wing, someone who could spell you know T.J. Bickerstaff or you know if they're gonna go with two two forwards, take that third spot. If they're gonna go with three guards, that doesn't really matter. But you could always have. A, four, uh, a you know a two guard a two wing set to go with uh, your offense. So I'd love to see another wing, and you know they've got Devin McLaughlin on their bench. I don't I you know he didn't play at all this year, so I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's transferring. I don't know what his deal is. So he could be that guy. He's six seven. He definitely could be that forward. But 
if they need to go out, I mean, that's been kind of their MO right now in the transfer portal is they've been going after a lot of wings. One position I don't think they need is a big. I actually think they have too much big going into next year because, well, they're not too much, but you have going into next year, you have Quinton Post, who's going to be your starting center. And then Armani Mighty is going to be your backup center. Uh, you have Justin Vanderbon if he's still here next year. So you have three there. Now, if Vanderbon leaves, you're off, and I'm not sure he will, but I'm just saying, like, just pretend here for a second. If he leaves, you would be down to two. Could you go through the season with that and maybe have Bickerstaff be your emergency center? Yeah, or you could go out and get another center to go along with it. Someone who's not going to – but he's not going to be much because you have your two two guys that you want. You want Mighty and you want you want Quinton Post to get those minutes. It's going to be someone who's going to be happy playing a Vanderbond role. I don't know if they're going to need that. So I don't think a big is a big deal here. So my my shopping list, and I think – I think two transfer spots is probably around where BC could be at. They could just be at one. Who knows? But right now, I, I'm guessing two. And you got to consider Makai Ashton Langford if he comes back, almost like a transfer, because you didn't expect him to come back for another year because he's technically, like, without the COVID year, out of eligibility. But because COVID kind of screwed everything up, he can come back. So is he better than what you would get in the transfer portal? A lot of cases, I'd say yes. I mean, he came on near the end of the year and at different points to become one of the best guards on this team. And I, I personally, I think this team wouldn't be where it was without Makai. I know he's limited in some spots, but man, you know, I'd love to see him back for one more year. He grew so much under um, Earl Grant that I think one more season with him wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. In our final segment, I'm going to preview tonight's game for the WNIT and get into a little bit more into some BC news from around Chestnut Hill. Now, this is the time of year that I've been pretty much up on all my New Year's resolutions. I've given them up on all of them, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting puffs. Bars. Puffs are the best first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow, and they're 100% covered in chocolate and are loaded with protein. So, puffs are a fan favorite with some including uh, incredible flavors, including yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and I just got a text yesterday for brownie batter. Hopefully, that's still there for a while so you can try it out. They're so good, they're making my mouth water right now. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to anything else, you're not going to beat it, and the taste is delicious, I'm telling you right now. So head on over to Built.com and make sure that you use our promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. So there's only one really news item, and then I have a topic I kind of want to end the show on. I'm going to throw an audible here, which I apologize if you were waiting for a ton of news. So it was a quiet news day. So BC women's basketball tip off tonight at 7 p.m. at Columbia, boo, against um, the Lions. Now, this is going to be a great game. I, I, When I saw Columbia, I obviously am stuck in my male-centric uh, sports world. And I was thinking men's basketball. I'm like, man, those that that's one of the worst teams in, in the NCAA. But their women's basketball team is really good. They've won over 20 games. They really kind of ran ragged through the Ivy League. So 
you know, and it's a road game for BC. This is going to be a good game for for the Eagles. And if they win this, I expect they're going to have to go back on the road again. I think they're going to probably have to play at Seton Hall if they win this game. So expect, you know, that you know it might be done for Conti Forum time for the year. But it's it's going to be a great game. And if Taylor Soul can build off of what she did last game, where she had 33 points and 16 rebounds, BC should be able to win this game. But turn it, uh, make sure to check the game out. I believe it's on the ACC Network Extra. So if you want to see that. So my final little discussion, I wanted to talk about the AD, something we don't really talk about all that time, Pat Kraft. And people have been asking me on our, our members-only Discord about Kraft versus Jarmond. And a lot of the fans are like, oh, we miss Jarmond. He was so friendly, and he was always telling us what's going on on Twitter and reacting to us. And they were wondering, you know, do where my thoughts are with that. And here's kind of my thoughts on Jarman versus Crafts. And we've got a couple years of Craft now under our belt. We've seen him make a couple hires. We've seen him, uh, build, you know, get some projects going on campus. So here, here's kind of where I'm at with that. Martin Jarman is a fantastic face for a program, right? He is a guy that goes out there. He's, sh- you know... Shaking babies' hands, kissing babies, shaking hands, doing all that good stuff. You know, he I, I remember going to a tailgate and he's out there handing out trash bags. That's nice. That's a nice thing to do, right? And you can't argue that he didn't do a great job, at least with the football hire. He hired uh, Jeff Halfley, and that seems to be a good hire. On the other hand, he didn't pull the trigger on Jim Christian, and you can easily argue that should have happened a couple of years ago. So that's a kind of a knock against him. Um, in terms of building things at BC, I think he might have been part of the baseball field, but like the fish field house was Brad Bates and the um, basketball court that's coming up is on craft. So, you know, he did decently there. However, why I would pick Pat Craft right now is I see what Jarman did a lot of as almost window dressing. Like, yeah, it's great you're out there, you know, saying hi and going go Eagles at every tailgate that you go by. But do you want that or do you want a guy that's behind the scenes fundraising his butt off that's getting projects done so that you can improve the infrastructure of your program? Pat Kraft is a very, very smart guy behind the scenes and he's doing a ton of stuff. But because he doesn't have a Twitter account, some folks are like, "Who? I don't know what he's doing. I don't care. And I, I think that's kind of myopic when you're saying, when you're doing that. Like, it's very tunnel vision. Twitter is one thing. It's nice, but remember, what is it, like 7% of the population uses Twitter? It's not the bend-all, be-all. The fact that he's out there, that he's, you know, mobilized the donors, he's mobilized the alumni to, to come back and, and to give to BC, because he had to fundraise for that basketball court is a big deal. And I think as we get further down the the line, you're going to see his impact in the world of NIL be felt because I think he's going to be a bright guy when it comes to that about um, you know, maximizing opportunities for BC athletes. I think he's going to be good at that. You see and starting to see some of it too. They just had Accenture's, I think it was called, coming in, and then Adidas is going to be doing something and that's another piece he did too. I was so happy he got them out of Under Armour. And was able to not only leverage it into one good deal, but two good deals. Now, some folks are going to laugh and joke about the New Balance stuff. But you're already starting to see what they can do that's really kind of cool. Like, I, I first of all, I love the Heights 
uniforms for basketball that New Balance did. Thought those were really cool. They also made custom shoes. They had the players making custom things. They're already starting to build that relationship. That's that's huge. And I thought they did a nice product. So I have nothing against the New Balance, and it's extra money for the school. So that's a big one. Adidas is a home run for, for football. Any way you want to put it, it's a home run. They're a great apparel fitter. They're one of the top in the in the country. Getting in with them is big. And we just saw on uh, Wednesday the SI reported that Adidas is going to do a whole NIL program to make their pl- every player that wears their uniforms an NIL ambassador so they can make money and license and do all sorts of good stuff with that. So that's going to slow roll a little bit. But, again, all these little opportunities that you get your players – is going to put BC at a good footing against other schools. Because remember, you're going to hear about NIL stuff um, throughout the world, and you'll hear about like Arch Manning or Caleb Williams and all the, these big deals they're getting. That's like seven players in the country that are going to get those big deals. Most players are going to get these smaller deals. So if BC can kind of get themselves competitive in that, they're going to be in good shape. And I think Pat Kraft is a good leader to get them there. So in the end, Martin Jarman was fine. He was a good AD. I think Pat Kraft gives BC more what they need, which is a guy that's going to build their ACC-level facilities and their programs up and get them up to a higher level. We've already seen that most likely this Earl Grant hire is going to be good, that he's he's doing the right things. So I, I I am more in the camp of Pat Kraft. I think he's a good AD. I think just because he doesn't have a Twitter account doesn't mean anything. Um, and that's where I'm at. So do you agree with, disagree with me? Let me know about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, hit me up at Twitter on at AJBlack underscore BC or Locked on BC. I would love to hear what you have to say. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Mailbag Friday. I have some questions from last week that were held over. But if you have a question, hit me up on Twitter. Email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Maroon Go Forums. Wherever you want, wherever you see my name. Hit me a message there, and I am happy to answer your questions on the show. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care, everyone.